0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Daily Bailey podcast. Now, since my last interview with UVA men's tennis player, Matt Lord, I've heard you guys loud and clear that you want more tennis. I don't know if it's because it's Wimbledon season or because tennis skirts are a new fashion trend, but tennis is a hot topic. Not to worry, you will get your daily dose of tennis today with our very special guest, Patrick Zarai. Patrick was born and raised in Germany and the Czech Republic, but currently plays men's tennis at UCLA, where he has been playing singles and doubles for four years. He was named an All-Pac 12 honoree for a successful senior season, and not to mention he wins in the classroom as well. Pat is a six-time honor roll member and two-time ITA scholar athlete. Prior to college tennis, he competed on the European Junior Tour, and I cannot wait to hear more about his journey today. Welcome, Pat. Pat.
1: Hey, hello. it going? Thanks for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for coming. So, before we dive into your tennis career, I'm sure you've heard about the major news uh, in tennis with Serena Williams and her retirement. What are your thoughts on one of the biggest names in tennis taking a step back from the sport?
1: Well, I mean, I guess it's one of the big, uh, one of the big ones who's leaving us uh, this year. I'm pretty sure Rafa's career, Roger's career. Uh, Annie Murray's and Djokovic's career also not i not gonna continue forever, and I think Serena, with her 23 uh, Grand Slam singles championships, is is definitely one of the biggest to step off. And I mean, I've been with me growing up. I only you know from from a tiny age remember her or like remember watching her. So yeah, it's kind of sad. Not gonna lie.
0: Her from her fashion to her playing, she's always been inspirational to me. Do you have any personal professional players that you look up to?
1: Um, yes, definitely. I mean, now with uh, with uh, Sasha Zverev, who, who is from my country as well, but also shares the same faith with uh, Type 1 diabetes, mm-hmm. um, I definitely... Uh, look up to him and I mean he's two years older than me we both grew up uh, and uh, kind of like grew through the juniors together so I had a little chance to chat with him there but it's just you know inspiring to see someone with type 1 diabetes doing so well and you know inspiring others and uh, I'm definitely one of one of them.
0: That's amazing so how how has your battle with type 1 diabetes affected um, your journey with tennis throughout your career? Well I got it I got it when I was nine years old. Um, I was already competing in like baby tennis tournaments, whatever you
1: want to call it. <laughs> um, I just remember um, yeah, getting on the court uh, one day and everything just like fell rapidly down um, with with me needing to be hospitalized later that day and from that moment on, me being nine years old it just it just changed changed my life and and i had to uh, live with a doctor when i was 11 who um who guided me through my uh, uh my athletic career with diabetes and gave me like great guidance just told me hey just live with it and um that's what i've been trying to do even though there are like a lot a lot of uh challenges you face um whether it's um blood sugar level like spikes mm-hmm. and waves through uh, puberty or or the growth or like adjustments here and there slow metabolism leading to like slow regenerate or slow regeneration than with others uh, diet changes and i mean with with that i know i have a little bit of a disadvantage but um you're just looking for every tiny puzzle piece to um to you know keep yourself compatible because at the professional stage, every tiny percentile counts. And um, yeah, that's where you look at every niche of uh, of performance. Definitely.
0: And, and I know you've spent a lot of time on the junior European tour and you're on the tour now going from college tennis and dealing with the college, the collegiate trainers and then being on tour and dealing with those trainers. Is there a change in the way that they kind of treat um, your, your diabetes?
1: Definitely. I mean, you know, with being a kid, um, growing up, you're mostly in a, in a professional care of uh, of doctors who have not as much uh, experience uh, with with professional athletes. Even though we try to seek out these people who who work with athletes who like guided them, and, and um, but it's still a completely different level. I mean, once I stepped on college ground. Uh, just talking to our nutritionists and talking to our trainers and and hearing their input, it's just like a little bit more, really like individualized and set up for um, your individual needs in a way. So like in my freshman year, I heard from our nutritionists a study where like um, where there's a metabolism uh, <clears throat> benefit when you when you cut out uh, meat uh, from from diet. Mm-hmm. Word diabetics so that's what I've been doing ever since and um it it's helped me tremendously over the past couple of years to to um you know just just um regen better and 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 get my performance to, to, to a better level therefore
0: that's wow that's really impressive and so I know you've been traveling a lot over the summer where are you calling from today uh from Switzerland <laughs> <laughs> amazing so so what are, what are you doing there right now
1: I'm currently playing a 25k event in Basel, um, wow. where main draw just started today. Uh, I played myself through qualifying. We we currently I'm currently sitting in a thunderstorm. Uh, I'm Airbnb I'm sorry if the the background noise are a little bit loud. No, but, that's okay. Um, yeah, uh, main draw and doubles starts tomorrow. Tomorrow also. So yeah, it's a it's a full packed um, full packed week, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to play to play a couple more of these events before uh, going back to school.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And I know, you know, when you played on the European tour in junior tennis, you had some incredible wins at such a young age. What was it like competing at such a young, such a high level at such a young age?
1: I mean, really just those guys where I was was in school with, uh, and my classmates were like all the best athletes from, different sports uh, in our nation and and just listening to handball soccer players, uh, track and field athletes, their spectrum of travel was just Germany and the neighboring countries. So just talking to them and realizing how fortunate I have been playing tennis at such a young age and such a high level, how fortunate it is that we get to see literally the coolest places in the world um, just because the tournaments are hosted there um, just definitely made me realize that uh, we're we're very fortunate, and um, yeah, it, it was cool. I mean, just just representing my country and, and while being a tiny, you know, tiny boy, twelve years old, definitely like is is a cool thing where you um, yeah enjoy enjoy the time a lot.
0: Definitely. And I know in other interviews, you've mentioned a particular win on the tour against a top-seeded Serbian player when you competed in Austria. Can you tell me a little bit about that match and why it's so important to you?
1: Gosh, it's it's so far back. (laughs) I would say I would would have um, definitely a couple of other wins since then, which are a little bit more meaningful to me, um, whether it's during college or professional career. But the Win back then was um, a big one for me because uh, Mirman Kecmanovic, who's I think top thirty, top thirty in the world right now, um, or top forty, it depends. I think he dropped a little bit, but um, yeah, he was the number one uh, player based on ranking uh, in our age group at, at that year. So um, me competing with him, um, I think it was a quarters match, um, and literally like playing, playing one of the best. Um, best tennis I've I've played. Um, at that point just uh, yeah, meant a lot to me and just uh, was a meaningful win back then, but it's it's ten years back. So yeah. uh, it was meaningful back then. It's a nice name to beat, but I mean there are so many other names like whether it's Titsy Pass or like whoever who, where we competed with um at that time because they were our age group or whp or like like all these guys um alex domino or i played at copper and um so yeah i mean it's it's just name, names it's junior tennis it's not really meaningful whoever makes it um later on when when growing up into into adult tennis is is what counts but um yeah i'm hoping to to see a couple of these guys uh later on after college, maybe.
0: <laughs> Definitely, re- rematch against Pass. So that would be great. <laughs> so uh, after, after all these you know, amazing wins that you have, what's your mindset like going into the next match after these big wins? Do you feel an added pressure to continue to perform at that level or do you feel more confident?
1: Honestly, when you, when you have a win like that, especially when you're, when you're having multiple of these, you kind of feel like... Um, I mean, I wasn't far off ranked at the time, so I wasn't. I wasn't it wasn't like a crazy upset um, uh-huh. against Ketchmanich, but it's it's. Whenever you're in a tournament and you you beat one of the top seeds, it's it's um, it's just showing you that you you know belong there, that you earned your way there, and you know you're just moving on, and taking the next match. And it comes preparing the same way as you prepared to previous rounds. Um, it doesn't really change. Change much, but it definitely gives you confidence uh, that you belong there and that you can do much more damage in the tournament, hopefully, go very deep.
0: Definitely. So, was American college um, always part of your plan?
1: Um, honestly, yes and no. Um, it all depends uh, on how well you get out of juniors uh, for a famous player. Mm-hmm. So, um, whether you're Going through and making a transition to pro tennis right away, um like a couple of uh, players did who were thinking maybe about college tennis. Friends see if I was thinking of, of coming, but he obviously just played too good. <laughs> um and I remember him being at UCLA and just, just telling me, Hey man, I, I wish I could have, you know, experienced what you did uh, or what you guys are having right now when we had a rivalry match meet. And I clinched it and, and he's seen all of it. It was just it was just it was just very memorable. He was just telling us basically, hey, I would have exchanged the quarterfinals that I had against Rafa trying Open and where he lost in five sets closing to just, you know, be it our position in a team to, to beat, uh to beat up on our rivals. So um yeah, it's 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 definitely um a different a different experience. Um, and uh, I'm happy I chose college tennis um, because uh, I'm, I'm proud of these memories. Many other uh, former college players like John Isner or Kevin Anderson always um, say that their most memorable uh, moments have happened in college tennis rather than in pro tennis. I'm really, really happy I, I took that path. Obviously a little bit sad about me, like it was not fully planned. Um, but then like a three year long, um, injury slash illness with, with monocleosis, just like, just like, you know, it took the decision from me and I'm, I'm pretty happy about the way it turned out.
0: Definitely. And you've had an extremely successful collegiate career being ranked 75 for singles and 52 in the country for doubles with your partner, Drew Bard. Um, I have to ask, do you prefer singles or doubles?
1: Um, that's a great question. Uh, I would say it depends on the partner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about with Drew? I'll put you on the hot seat. What about you and, you and Drew or are you by yourself?
1: Honestly, Drew and I haven't played. We just have been submitted. The way college rankings work is just very funny sometimes. Uh, Drew and I have just played, I think, one or two matches. Um, but... Um, yeah, I played mostly with Bryce, I think we've been ranked also closely to that number uh, at some point. Mm-hmm. He was the partner I was playing the most with, and um, I mean doubles is just something completely different because in singles you, I, I love the way you compete just by yourself, and the only one you can blame is yourself because there's no one else. Yes. Um, that's what I love about singles. It's just one one v uh, one v, one, v one um, You have to find your own way. You have to fight for. You can't hide behind a team like like I don't know in a. Uh, in soccer team or, or like like the bigger teams, you are responsible for the win or the loss. So that's why I love about singles, but in doubles, I love team competitions. That's why I'm so stoked to be in college tennis, uh, being in a team. And uh, doubles is just more fun in a way. Yeah. Um, I would say whether it's like I enjoy it every second. Uh, I'm on court with prize You know, sharing like a couple of good shots, sharing sharing a great point. and if, if you can just share these emotions uh, with someone that's just making it extra special. So um, it's a very good question. What to pick. If I would pick right now, I don't think I did. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, uh, well I, I won't force you to, but that's, yeah, that's definitely good to know. So when you're on the singles court by yourself and there's so much pressure there, cause you know, if you do lose it's it's on you, but if you win, you get all the glory. How do you balance your your mentality, and how do you manage your mental health when you're on the court by yourself? I know a lot of tennis players professionally um, they do a lot of positive self talk. What do you do?
1: Um, honestly, I'm not the greatest positive self talk. <laughs> I think I think I'm definitely one of the ones who uh, require uh, some 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 guidance. Uh, but no, no, I'm I'm just kidding right now. But um, Yes, it's a big part. Um, it's a it, some quotes of big coaches in tennis say that tennis is thirty percent physical and seventy percent mental. Mm-hmm. That's that's where the decision lies. I mean, everyone knows how to hit a forehand, how to hit a backhand. Like most of us know how to serve uh, well. So, so the decision making and you know shot selection, this solution finding. And obviously, the pressure moments—how to hold up during these—is um, what what decides between um, between a win and a loss. But um, there are routines that I could spend hours talking about yeah. one of our former players, Maxine Cressy, who's in the top thirty right now, uh, who had one of the craziest routines and and uh, setups uh, you could you could think about. It. But um, yeah, it's it's every tennis player is different, and everyone's kind of like. Finding their own way, which works to keep themselves content, composed, focused on the court. Uh, But obviously, some professional guidance via mental coach or or, uh, psychologist, uh, a sports psychologist, is not in the wrong. And um, our team started that last last fall. Our coaches saw the need. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or sort of important to that because this is evolving. As I said, everyone tries to look for the last percentile to mm-hmm. increase their performance and um, yeah, mental mental, uh, capacity, mental strength, but also mental health outside of the court is key to uh, success.
0: Definitely. So, um, in reflecting on your collegiate career, can you think of a moment where you really struggled mentally and how either the the sports psychologist or you yourself helped kind of get out of that hole?
1: Um, I know, let me just think back on that. But, um, I think... Well, it's still coming back. Um, and I, um, to to start with this, I when I got into college, my surf was one of my biggest strengths. And all of a sudden, I just developed the yips, where I just uh, started shrinking surfs onto the top of our basketball arena, which is pretty far away. Like it's pretty impressive to like <laughs> you know, hit the ball that hard with a frame. Yeah. Um uh, so I'm, so I'm, it's pretty funny on top of our like training room there like 20 balls just, just by out of my freshman year. I got better at it, but obviously it comes it comes back uh, here and there and um it's always it's this is like my personal biggest uh mental struggle every time I'm on the court and I like just shank one one out of the out of the stadium and just like the the like the you know the rumors in the crowd start to run because yeah. they always know about the about the about the past. That's where I'm I'm having my, my biggest battles, stay composed and just focus on on doing things, you know, which are uh, which we've worked on in practice mm-hmm. and just the tiny little routines which help me back to um, you know, hitting hitting a good surf. Um, it's definitely helpful. So I, I would say I'm, I'm like I work on it so much that uh, I'm I'm proudly say that I'm not shanking ten balls out of the stadium during one match, but mostly you know max one so yeah it's a it's
0: a big improvement right and and I, I applaud you for talking so candidly about that because a lot of tennis players or tennis players especially are superstitious or don't want to talk about you know the negative parts of their game if, if they have something to work on or something that they they want to um improve and so I, I think that's really admirable that you're so candid about about talking that talking about that the the shanks can be rough I'll admit <laughs> Um, so, and I know, you know, you're, you grew up, um, in the Czech Republic and and in Germany. So your family lives quite, quite a ways away. Are they able to come to matches, um, or have you found a family, um, in California at UCLA?
1: Um, well, I, well, my parents actually, for the first time, came out over Christmas break, um, last year to see UCLA. My sister started LMU. Uh, So we, and she started in January, so all of my family just just came in, we spent Christmas New years, and had a little bit of a preseason together, because my dad uh, is a tennis coach, he played himself, got to like 250 in the world, so he he was the one who like, racing kind of tennis, and I saw... I'm very happy about uh, you know always having the chance to to go uh, back to him if, if, if I really need some some guidance uh, some heart-to-heart guidance and he's always happy to to provide it. But yeah, they, they came over Christmas. Um, but other than that, I was there for nine months. I haven't seen wow. most of my friends. I had uh, I, I had I had made uh, throughout my you know junior days here, here in Frankfurt in Germany where I mostly grew up and it's just, it's just tough on these, uh, relations, but, um,
0: relationships, but, um, you always make new ones. And, um, I'm,
1: I'm very happy about, um, yeah, having found, uh, an amazing girl at UCLA who, uh, who plays beach volleyball. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, say it's uh it's it's replaces your family obviously it, it, it never does but um um uh, yeah I'm, I'm, it's it's definitely like helps you helps you through that and um yeah, I'm, I'm very happy i i've
0: Definitely. And uh, that sounds great that your sister will be going to LMU. So that's close to you. And I love what you were saying about your dad, that that he played tennis. I can relate to that. My dad was, is a big tennis player taught me tennis and was on the tour briefly in in the States. And I I always found that that helped our relationship. Do you think that, you know, having your dad as kind of a mentor in the tennis world has helped you grow closer is, has that been a little tenuous if, if there's some unwanted advice?
1: (laughs) Um, I've had my biggest wins with, you know, with my dad on the side. And, and it's always a special, uh, special connection when you share big wins with anyone and grows you closer automatically. And if you work hard, uh, especially with that person, then it's just like, you know, puts you together even more. And I value that, you know, so much that's that. Um, that I always have my my dad to rely back on. I'm super thankful that he invested the time um, and was my mentor during my junior days. So um, I would definitely say for I, I know there are some uh, some examples where it doesn't work out, but um, for me, I'm um, I'm always super happy to to have my dad as a you know as a having my back and always uh, standing there for for guidance and some mentorship if needed.
0: Definitely. Me too. I can, I can definitely agree with that. I love having a, a live-in coach, you know, when you you can just talk, talk to your coach, whatever. Uh, so next we have a quick game to end it out. Um, it's called the seven Zens and you're going to answer seven questions to find out how you remain Zen and kind of help your mental health. You ready? Okay.
1: Interesting. So I'm just
0: answering your questions. <laughs> yes. Seven questions, rapid fire.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, so what do you do when you feel extremely overwhelmed and anxious?
1: Um, sleep.
0: Sleep, okay. <laughs> After a long work day, what is something you do to feel more zen?
1: I call cool
0: shower. Oh, very cool. Um, what is something you watch or listen to that makes you feel zen?
1: Podcast.
0: Okay. Yeah, hopefully the Daily Bailey, right? Of course. <laughs>
1: I feel like I have to be committed to say that, but, uh, yeah, podcast is a good way. Uh,
0: <laughs> of course. Uh, what smell makes you feel the most then?
1: Um, Holunder, is it in German? Give me a quick second. Holunder, I, mean, I think it's a but I'm not sure.
0: Oh yeah, like a I would think I like know, it's
1: G- elder, sorry, it's
0: oh, elder. Elder, okay. I would think you'd say like German chocolate or st- I don't
1: know, <laughs> something yeah, like. No, that. No, I just, I just, I just love elderberry juice. Uh, it's yeah. like Pretty, pretty famous here in, in Central Europe, and that always just like, you know, rem- reminds me I'm in a in, in, in a good spot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, next question. When faced with adversity, what is the first thing you do?
1: Um, when faced with adversity. Um, god I'm really bad at rapid fire <laughs> yeah. that's okay uh, um I like like I, I would say like always try to like um you know see it from all the perspectives okay um and every time I'm like in a difficult around unpleasant situation it's how kind of, like try to try to react on uh, while having like all the point of views like in my mind, uh and kind of like find the most fair um uh, solution for the situation
0: definitely um so i'm a morning routine person how do you prepare yourself in the morning to enter the day with a good mindset
1: um gosh routines are tough <laughs>
0: or any any <laughs> little anything I'm you do not, in the morning
1: i'm not i'm not the holy I'm on routines but um everything like uh or like where there's like one daily um Daily, uh, yeah, daily superstition or not superstition, but like daily routine is I just wake up, uh, listen for like five minutes to a news podcast, uh, to during okay. news podcast know what's going on back home, and then right after, um, I uh, just check my blood sugar levels and am getting excited for breakfast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Last question of the seven zens: When do you feel most at peace with yourself?
1: um when in when in nature while not having like any background stressors um mm-hmm. like i'm like we've been we, we, we've done so many trips in in the past year where i'm like so thankful uh to, to have experienced that um and it's just it's just out in nature while not having i don't know an exam or something in the back of your mind so i like always can find the biggest peak within myself like, like with myself but i'm just like um, out in nature, whether like, it's on a pretty lake, on a on a after a great hike with a with a cool view, that's where I'm like most mostly calm and and these moments are also which like get me back while I'm on course. Every time I can like, like stress out and I'm like every, like closing my eyes, these are the pictures which come back to like you know get me get me uh, down into like a you know better and more calmer yeah content, centered more content centered headspace yeah.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, definitely. Nature is, is so calming and relaxing. And I actually, I was, um, I went for a hike today and i started picking flowers and and it's, it's so relaxing when, you know, when you're in nature and you're kind of having this out of body experience and it's amazing to put down our phones and our computers and really, and really stay calm in nature. So I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, do you want to plug your Instagram where people can find you?
1: Sure. Uh, Instagram is just at Pat Zerai. Uh, so uh, my nickname and then the last name right after.
0: Perfect. Um, okay. yeah. Great. Well, g- good luck in your tournament and thank you so much, Pat. And we wish you the best of luck in your upcoming season at UCLA with UCLA men's tennis.
1: Thank you very much. We appreciate uh, being on. It was a lot of fun. Thank
0: Thanks. you. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Thanks. Whew, I really enjoyed talking with Pat this week. I really wish him the best of luck in his upcoming tournament, and I hope you guys enjoyed another sneak peek into the world of tennis. Professional tennis, collegiate tennis, family tennis, it is all close to my heart, and I'm so happy we were able to talk about it this week on the Daily Bailey. Stay tuned for another very special guest and a very exciting interview. I cannot wait for you all to hear. Tune in next week on The Daily Bailey.